It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are they in England, the Hebrew Israelites? I can't say I have. They take the Bible out of crazy kind of, like basically everyone in the Bible is black. <laughs> oh, wow. Lovely. It's pretty insane. And if you're stuck with them on public transport, then uh, good luck. All right, let's get this blow rolling. Let's get the let's get the podcast. Come on. I already press record, so. Oh shit, son. Okay, we're in, we're in, we're in like Flynn, we're in like Flynn, we're in like Flynn. But a sneak smack a lack lack. So what are we talking about today? FA Cup week, Champions League done. We're gonna talk about the crisis that is Arsenal. Is this a crisis? I don't know. It's like the most dead week. I'm eating an apple, I don't even care. <laughs> It, once again, talking tactics takes a more casual feel after an FA Cup week, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, gentlemen, let's let's talk about Arsenal because they are on the screen. What happened against Bayern? What always happens? <laughs> um, oh, 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 Carl! Oh, so surprising. Hmm. What happened against Arsenal? What a shocking result! I didn't see that coming. I know it's not coming. Can I can I start by saying this, um, Carl? So. You're going into the Allianz Arena against one of the best teams in Europe, one of the best attackers in the world in Lewandowski. And what do you do? Hey, how about we don't go with a recognized striker? Oh, how about we have Walcott and Giroud on the bench? How about we don't even start with Lucas Perez? How about that? Do you know how sick that that, that is? Lucas Perez? You think Lucas Perez would have been a difference maker? Really? (laughs) I was was about to say that. Like, like, was was there any player or any lineup that could have saved Arsenal from what was going to happen? No, I don't think Look, so. Before, but let, before. no, 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 wait, 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 no. I'll let me give you an argument for for, for that. They would have still have lost one hundred percent. But I believe that they would have at least made it a bit more. They could have scored maybe two more goals or created more proper chances if a recognized striker was playing. Whatever they had the ball, there was no out ball. Nothing could stick because Alexis Sanchez is not a striker. And for some reason, Wenger thinks it will be is a winger. No, he's not. He's a central player. He thinks Alexis Sanchez can play as a striker. No, he can't. He's a wide attacking w- winger. So 
players were played out of position, which is why when you play against a team like Bayern, the least, the least is play people in their best position. If guys are not playing in like secondary tertiary positions, you deserve to get spanked. You deserve to get spanked. <laughs> That's awful. awful performance. I'm kind of. We've talked about Arsenal for the past like three weeks. I'm kind of sick of talking about them. Like me, me too, man. Me, 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 change. Me. It's just change your manager. Get somebody in with fresh ideas, and they have maybe the second or third best squad. So I'm sure some might argue they have the best squad in England. But their <laughs> managers just. Whoa, 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 whoa! Who has the best squad in England? Who? No, no. I'm saying some people might argue. That Arsenal have the best squad. I'm not prepared to which, make that no, argument. Which, which, which stupid, stupid <laughs> loser buffoon would ever even begin to argue such crap nonsense that Arsenal have the best <laughs> squad in England? Do you want? Do you want like one name who I think might? No, no, no! Don't give me the name because again, if I start insulting him, then we—I mean—then things beef will happen. Police will will get called. So it's, it's best that you don't call out the name. All I'm saying is that Chelsea have a better squad. Man City have a better squad. Man United have a, a, a better squad. I'd argue that they probably have a better squad. I'm sorry, squad. I'm sorry, but there's like there's dudes lurking like in the woods trying to watch the game for free. And that is so that is so G. No, 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 look, it's amazing. But I, I think with the whole sort of like even when you look at their changing rooms, their changing rooms look like the changing rooms that I used to have back in school. Yeah. You know? But uh, anyway, to, to your question about who has the best squad, I would say from top to bottom, Manchester City. This is when everyone is fit. Yeah, Fabian, everyone you call, fit. You call Fabian Delph a, a legit player? Fabian Delph? I think it's Chelsea. I think it's Chelsea with their loan army. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's between Chelsea and, and, and United, but I'll say it's probably Chelsea. So Charlie Culkin is your reason? Lewis Baker is your reason? Like no no disrespect to these players, I actually think they have some sort of a Chelsea future, but that can't be your reason, surely. In the face of the like Gabriel the Jesus, Ianacho, Aguero, Silva, Fabian Delph, Fabian Delph, Fernandinho, <laughs> Fabian Delph. He's a he's an okay player. Well, where Fabian, is this? Fabian Delph is average. He's an average average player. That's, that's that fine. Average, that's average fine. Player. Every every. Every squad has an average player in the midfield. Manchester Sterling. United started Jesse Lingard. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Double H has a Fabian Delph agenda. I don't yeah, understand. I think, it. Guys, I think guys, he's, he's, he's a nothing player. He's, he's, like, he's like one of those guys you, you bring to a party and you think, that wait a minute, why is this guy in this party in the first place? He's, he's one of those. Wow. Guys. You're describing him as a non-entity. Casper the Ghost. Casper the Ghost, yeah. He's, he's a homegrown wow. player. He's a homegrown player. And... Yeah, that's why that's why Manchester City. Have oh, yeah, these and if, if we want to talk about people on loan, I think Manchester City have the what top five goalkeeper on loan. Like Joe Hart should be in this team. Yeah, and then, so then you have Joe Hart, Claudio. I, they have two players at every position except fullback. Oh, uh, all right. I'm, I, I just think when you're struggling to fit Cesc Fabregas into your team, you've got a problem. You've got a better fifteen than anyone else in the league. You That's know. a very Carl. That is a brilliant point. This is why you're one of the best writers out out there because of points like 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 that. That was that was a brilliant point, Carl. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very much. The fact that Fabregas is in and out of that team just tells us, look, Chelsea's squad is popping off. I, I didn't want to butt in and like ruin your love fests. 
Oh, how sweet. How no, no, it's, it's a Roman awesome. Well, like the three amigos, the three musketeers, three blacks. Do you know what? I, w- I was talking with my brother the other day, and he said three amigos. Is that why amigos are called migos? I never, I didn't you think didn't about that. You didn't know that? No, I didn't oh, think guys. about it. Oh, no, no, no. I knew that from it. From the very moment I saw the name, I was like, yeah, Migos. I did It never Migos, registered. Yeah. Oh, buddies. All right. Champ- that's Champions League that happened last week. Let's talk about the stuff happening this week. Leicester oh, and Manchester whoa, whoa, City. Whoa, whoa, Arsenal wasn't the only game that happened last week. We, we have to talk about Barcelona PSG. Oh, yes. I, I apologize. That was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. A few things well, are more satisfying for me than watching... Barcelona lose. Just I, I can, can I ask the, the can I ask a question to the panel? Um, actually, no, two questions to the panel. First question is: Does Luis Enrique deserve any credits for the trouble they won in twenty fifteen? Second thing is that do, why does Luis Enrique still have a, a, a job? Can you please answer those two questions, please? Part A and Part B. Thank you. All right. Why does does he deserve any credit? Yes, yes, he absolutely does. Um, I think Barcelona have had enough bad managers in recent memory for us to understand that it's not just all messy. Wow. And why does, he, why does he still have a job? Because, as I've just said, Barcelona have had enough bad managers for us to know that that's possible. Look, I'm not going to say Luis Enrique is the best manager in Europe or is in the top three. Oh, he is in the top three. Okay, okay. I fully disagree with everything that you've said, Bobo. Please, I will let you finish. I said he isn't in the top three. So even to even make that statement is insulting. That to even make a statement that he isn't in the top three is is insulting. But please carry on. Insulting to who? Everyone's so, collective intelligence, I think. Everybody, even and that to even say Luis Enrique isn't top three, you shouldn't even be saying that because it's just so. It is such an, an obvious fact that you shouldn't even mention him. Not <laughs> you're a top five manager. Well, I, Yo, I, I was trying to make I was trying to make a point about how Barcelona you you'd expect Barcelona to have a top three manager, but fair enough. I take on board your criticism of my statement. But yeah, I think he's he's very prone to dropping a bollock. He's very prone to laying an egg with lineups and uh, the Gomez the right hand side of the fence was particularly poor in the PSG game. Will Enrique be Barcelona manager at the end of the season? Probably not. Is that fair? Probably not. Moving on. What do you think, Daniel? I will answer your question. Does he deserve credit? In some measure, yes. I think the manager always deserves a measure of credit because when things go wrong, they always get blamed. So to be even-handed, people should probably give managers a bit less credit and a bit less blame. But because we want to give them all the blame, then they should get some measure of credit when things go right. Uh, why does he still have a job? I guess the easy answer is because of Messi. Like, if Messi didn't want him there, he'd be gone. So that's why he's still in a job. Okay. Um, for me, I, I I find it quite sad and disheartening that you're giving him any credits for that trouble in 2015. Uh, Luis Enrique deserves no credit for that. And I think the way in Who which... credit for that, then? The way the way in which he got tacti- tactically bomb slapped and bomb spanked by PSG shows you that this guy is clueless. He's tactically clueless. He was never a, a great coach, and it was the players who won that trouble. He just sort of gave them a very basic blueprint and didn't really get in the way. It was really the players. 
player playing at the best of their ability who really manages to make it happen. But now we're seeing the real Lewis Enrique. Now is when you earn your stripes as a manager. Now is when you have to bring in some tactics. And this guy has zero tactics. How you allow a guy from the road called Rabio to be the best player on the pitch is foolish. Matuidi actually was the best player on the pitch personally, but Rabio made Iniesta, Messi, Neymar, and the Cannibal look like losers. And I'm taking Di Maria over, over Messi in a in a in a do or die match. Sue me. Okay, that's fine. I don't I don't have any lawyers, so I can't sue you. But uh, to say one defeat removes Luis Enrique's treble winning season is a bit preposterous as a statement. <laughs> I mean, yes, M MSN is a is one of the best attacking lineups in the generation. But to say Luis Enrique did nothing to make that thing work, nothing. Is, in Spanish, so, nada, nada. So, so Messi, Suarez, and Neymar just look at each other and go, all right, fine. The boss man's told us nothing. We'll just figure out how we're going to do this all last Yes. Time. Yep. That's what, yes. that's what you believe. Season. That's what... Yes. These, no, 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 sorry. That's not what I believe. That, that is what is a fact. I don't um, believe in anything. I at least speak fact. That is a fact. Yes. Well, well. Okay. All right. Well, let's... Um, let's talk about PSG. Let's talk about how good they were and the fact they had two academy players and Verratti was... <laughs> Sensational. Super. Sensational. Super. I mean, Emery, like, for me, I believe that this was a... This is why they brought in Emery, and this is really... This is literally, you're seeing the difference between an Emery PSG and a blonde PSG. A blonde PSG had no flavor, had no style, had no swag, had no groove. This Emery PSG, you're seeing the dynamism, you're seeing the three-dimensional play, you're seeing why how Draxler fits into the team, and you're seeing far more creativity in that final third as opposed to Blanc's very, very boring and um, predictable setup. You say that, but mm. Blanc's very predictable PSG was running away with the league at this point. Yeah, Sorry, no, Ibrahimovic. 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 That is, so that's the only difference? Yes, yes. Because Ibrahimovic, it. There were, there were reports early in the season that players had a revolt against Emery and they said they were unhappy with his 4-2-3-1 and that's why they've gone back to this 4-3-3. So what, what are you saying about PSG right now? No, no for me, are, I'm... Are they good? Are they good? Are they bad? Is this manager trash or is he classic, as the kids say? No, 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 for me, I think that the main directive was to win the Champions League. League O is not that much of a priority for the owners. And... The very fact that they have gotten it right tactically, harmonious-wise, right now, and especially with this kind of result against Barcelona, for me, Ligon can literally take take a left. You know, screw that league. So their focus right now is like, let's make it again. If PSG somehow don't go through against Barcelona, they should get oh, back. Oh, oh, next, next. No. <laughs> What's two? No, definitely. No, they came first. He's so bad. Why do people think Ospina over check? Like, sorry. Dominic, oh, because he had, a, he had a good game. He had a good game. Look in, how uh, stupid that is. Like, a little bit more composure, and he should have been able to go to the far post, I think. Let's, let's sum up this Barcelona game very, very quickly. Do you think it's the end of an era for this Barcelona side? And PSG have now climbed to the top of the mountain? Well, let's, also, okay, let's rewind the, the, the clock. Let's rewind the clock to... 2013 and absolutely cracked open Barcelona in both legs. I mean, as in Barcelona did not score a single goal, so they got lubricated in one leg and circumcised in another leg. And then we all thought that <laughs> and assumed that Barcelona that was the end of an era. But what happened? 
two years on, they, they're going to won the treble. Messi is still in his 20s. As long as Messi is still there and he can still offer something, I don't think this is an end of an era. Like basically, once Messi leaves, then let's have a conversation. But as long as Messi is there, he's still in his late 20s. He can, he's still got the, the, the sharpness. Barcelona can do something. Like Again, as I said again, if PSG somehow messed this up, they should be banned for next season Champions League. But if they do not and Barcelona go out, Barcelona could come next year and win the, the treble next next year. As long you know, as Messi is around. That's what they can do. That was probably one of the worst games I saw Messi play in a Barcelona shirt. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably give him cool. like, yeah, yeah, like a two or a three. If he plays at a six or a seven, they don't lose by four goals to nil. It's still a tie when it goes back to the new game. Or maybe it would be like 4-2. Because, again, remember, Messi is not a, a defender. Right. So maybe it would be something like 4-2. Yeah, but it, like they would have a chance. I don't think they have a chance now. Because if PS, PS, in, in order to score four goals, you have to open yourself up. And then if PSG score one goal, you have to score yeah. six. Because, you know, because <laughs> so, I think it would be like 3-1. I think it will be something like 3-1 to Barcelona. So Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean – are Barcelona finished? As long as Messi can still run around, I don't think so. No, no, no. I mean, look, man, don't don't mess with that hobbits, man. Mm. And also, like, I was thinking about this the other day, is that the, the older Messi gets, he can just retreat into number 10 role, like, so so easily. Whereas someone like... He's already like, in midfield already. He's, he's already playing that already. I, I'm just saying, like, he can just adapt to the role and play that for, like, six seven years if he wants to whereas someone like ronaldo the only thing you could really do with him is put him as a striker his name is cristiano please ronaldo the name is straight back there's only one ronaldo sorry please I, I apologize to your sensibilities but i'm gonna call him ronaldo um so yeah uh, the only thing cr7 can do is really play number nine i think the older he gets yep, you just move him centrally so i think messi's longevity just based off the way he plays is going to keep uh barcelona ticking because he could just become a version of Iniesta Xavi, if he wants. Yes, this is very good. So, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I yeah. no, no, no. For me, like, like, but I, I, like, look, it's like, I mean, Messi. That's why he's so good because because he can play that creative role. That's why he can bake a pancake with strawberries or melon juice. So, what are we talking about next? This week's Champions League games, which are Manchester City versus Monaco and Monaco versus I said it. Uh, so I, before before the when the draw was made, I said Leicester had a good shot, and I said Monaco <laughs> have a good shot of beating Manchester City. Uh, before uh, this is also a very good point um, where I'm also going to bring up the fact that I said if Arsenal were ever going to beat Bayern Munich, they, this was the year for them to do it. Um, so I got I'm, I'm one one of these I got wrong. I, I, I think I said PSG had a good chance. I'm going to stand by my picks. I think Monaco is going to beat Manchester City, and I think. Why? I think Monaco are a free-scoring team, and Manchester City are very unnerving at the back. I think. How? Uh, which 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 league do Monaco play in? League One, the weakest of the top five leagues. But I think they're free-scoring. I think they've got a very very good midfield. I think when you've got Falcao in the form that he's in this season, he's good. I think at the past <laughs> the princes. Falcao. Oh man. <laughs> No, 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 City. No, sorry. That's that's not one bad that I can accept. Oh, one bad season does not make a striker, just in the same way one good season does not make a striker. 
Uh, I think Falcao was done a disservice by his time at Manchester United, mostly because we tried making him play with his back towards goal. We kept smashing balls into his shins rather than playing it into some space. Quite similar to what happened to Torres at Chelsea. But yeah, I think Monaco have scored something like 50 goals already this season. They're, they're, they're a threat. Um, and Mark, you write them off at your peril. But your predictions for the rest of the Champions League ties? Uh, Man City will beat Monaco. Atletico Madrid will beat Bayer Leverkusen. Juventus will beat FC Porto. And Leicester City should forfeit the game against Sevilla. <laughs> forfeit? <laughs> yes. yes, I said it's forfeit. F F O R F E I T. Um, it's called the, the forfeit rule. I think I think it's a very it's a very 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 good rule. What you do is that you write an official forfeit letter to UEFA saying that you want to avoid time, money, and embarrassment by not allowing a match to take place, and therefore the match is forfeited, and you are able to save face and concentrate on more pressing matters like trying to avoid relegation. So yes, the forfeit rule should be invoked by Leicester City Football Club. I can't lie. I was impressed by the fact you spelled forfeit off the top of your own head. <laughs> I can't lie. I couldn't. I, I, you were spelling it and I went, wait, is that how you spell forfeit? I have no idea how to spell forfeit. Or restaurant. Yeah. S-T-A-U-R-A-N-T. If I had to spell restaurant to save your life, I'd just say sorry. I had the spelling age of a 16-year-old when I was 12. So yeah, there you go. Well then, now you have it. Uh, Lester, what does Ranieri do? Does he trust the people that have failed him so far this season, or does he try the fringe players to get him out? Oh, the there's there 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 there's nothing he, he 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 can do. There's nothing he can do. That's like he has there is there is no hope. I know my my name so, is is half hope, but my name is an is an irony. So there is no hope. Okay, so does Ranieri walk away uh, once? I mean, what Lester? They're out of the FA Cup after yep. the Milwaukee weekend. If yep. you're saying this is a done deal in the Champions League, mm-hmm. does, should should Ranieri use this as an excuse to walk away? The inevitable no. knockout. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no. Basically, I hint as I feel that Ranieri should forfeit the game. Do not let, let the game take place because if they lose by six, <laughs> he's not going to forfeit the game. I don't think. I'm not even sure if you can forfeit a football game in professional. How? That's why it's called the forfeit rule. This this is how it works. You write an official letter to UEFA saying that we feel that our priority should be to avoid relegation and we feel that we're going to get embarrassed and we could possibly get baptized by Sevilla. So in order to avoid a possible baptism and to concentrate on our league position, we would like to forfeit this game, save people the time and the money for a match that has already been given a foregone conclusion. Simple. (laughs) I mean... I really don't know what is so complicated about what I'm suggesting. You yeah, know? UEFA, UEFA, UEFA would be fuming. UEFA would be losing thousands why, why, of why, 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 why would they be fuming? No, UEFA should say, don't you lose, you lose thousands of pounds, possibly millions of pounds in broadcasting revenue if the match doesn't go ahead. The match has to go ahead. What else are you going to do? You're going to bump up matches as well. Then, then, no, the has already been played on the, one, on the Wednesday, so I suppose. Your ethics have to come before your money. And if you're being, I think so that Leicester are going to get beaten so badly, it's not worth playing the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> score, <laughs> score line double H. What do you think it's going to be? Sevilla are playing at like I, I told you. I I fear a baptism. Seven. No, no, no. That's five. Oh, baptism <laughs> is five. You think it's going to be five nil? Yeah. Five. Yeah. They got beat by Porto five nil. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. 
Porto beat them 5-0, and Sevilla are better than FC Porto. And Sevilla have one of the best home records in Europe. Hey, hey, Leicester beat Porto. You forget this. Leicester beat Porto. Sevilla are playing at home. Sevilla have one of the best home re- records in Europe. A-, a place where Real Madrid and Barcelona are afraid to, to go to. Leicester City will get completely you think, I, I, I think big Wes Morgan's got a picture two up his sleeve. <laughs> Oh wow, damn. Um, um, just because just because you said five 0 I'm gonna say it's gonna end one all. One oh, one one. Sevilla will will not beat Leicester at their home ground at the crib. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen. Wow. I think there's gonna be a noble defeat and Leicester are gonna fall on their sword at home. Man. So do we have predictions? Rule. So yeah, yeah, basically Man City will beat Man Monaco. Okay. You guys, Juventus, I think they're they're a dark horse. Higain and Dybala. Dybala is a possible truth. Dybala is extremely good. And you guys are sleeping on, on Paolo. You're sleeping on, on, on Paolo D. I completely agree with you. The favourites for the Champions League this season, Real Madrid for me still. If, if Real Madrid, Bayern, PSG, Juve, Dortmund. At the start of the season, I said Dortmund were going to win the Champions League. Um, I want to reinstate that. I, I, I picked up the start of the season, so I'm going to say it again. That was a very odd performance against Benfica. Carl, though, in that performance, let's just be, be fair here. Aubameyang missed two one-on-ones and he missed a penalty. So Yeah, but two, I kind of agree with Tucho that they should have won and that they yeah, probably that's... will turn them o- turn Benfica over. Danny, I'm, I'm very sketchy because let's look at it ta- tactically. Dortmund are going to come out all attacking. Batra is a brain-dead defender. Benfica <laughs> are a very organized team. They and, need, I, and I look they, at how they need three goals. They, they, they need three goals. Why do Dortmund need three? Because the way that they play openly, Benfica will probably score. So then and they would... 2-1 so, yeah. is not, not enough, baby. Right, because of the away goal rule. So they need to yeah. win. They, they need three goals as insurance. Yeah. Benfica will score. Benfica, like, okay. guaranteed Benfica right. will, 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 will score. All right, fair enough. Okay, uh, right now, who's your prediction? Who's going to win the Champions League? Bayern. You know what? You know what? This is not a cemented pick. And Carl, you're being very rude by trying to force us into a pick, and that's very rude of you. But I'm, I'm going to just say this is a, a like a wild thought. Something tells me that PS that, that there's something about this PSG team. Let's see if they can come through Barcelona. Something tells there's there's, there's something about this PSG setup that's different from Laurent Blanc, which has me thinking. That's what I was saying. So PSG okay. just have... All right. Do we, do we want to talk about the Europa League? Or no, shall no, no, we just no, keep no, what, what, what about you? Who do you, who do you think is um, going to win? I picked Champions. Dortmund at the start of the season. I want to double down on Dortmund. Mm. Okay. Um, you, okay, what's United have to take Europa League seriously. I believe that's their path to getting into the Champions League because I don't think they will get top four. And United, if Mourinho treats Anthony Marshall with better respect can win the Europa League. Yes, I agree. The Europa League is the best way we're going to qualify for the Champions League this season. Um, the 3-0 against St. Etienne, it took a while. Once again, we relied on Zatlan to bail us out in a way. But he's, he's been phenomenal this season. Look, Ibra has surprised me, man. I mean, I really didn't think he'd get into like double figures. And this guy is on course to maybe get like 20-something. I didn't yeah. think he'd be this good. I said he'd be a bit like Berbatov and Manchester United, but this is... This is a phenomenal season he's having. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame our league. Yeah, it's a shame our league position doesn't have, doesn't 
reflect that. But a hat, a hat trick uh, against um, against Saint Etienne has you guys guessed? Was, no, 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 Daniel, no, 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 man, how many goals has this guy scored at his age? I'm okay with you. I'm okay with you. Man, funny man. I felt for Well done. It's it's impressive. Well done. He does. He, he makes. He make. I think he makes the team a little bit too one dimensional. It works so well. He'd come to Manchester United in, instead of after Barcelona, rather than going back to AC Milan. Rather than going to AC Milan. Wow. Yeah. But you know. I'm, I'm very glad he's in the Premier League. He, he's very interesting to watch. And uh, oh. I find it very interesting, his relationship with the Rashford. Although, is this, is, is this kind of like a Van Persie situation, you think? First season, good. He's going to resign, you would think. Um, and then he's just going to kind of fall off a cliff? Possibly. But look I at heard. his relationship with Mourinho. You know, Mourinho have a very deep relationship, which, which really helps. You know, that that is a real, real special thing. That can yeah, be. it's like him, Drogba, and Eto. Those three have a really special relationship with Mourinho. Well, remember um, Mourinho, remember that joke Mourinho told Eto by his age? And also, Mourinho was the guy who played Eto out on the wing, and Eto did not like that at all. Mm. But he, then he, well, he did it. He did it. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the amazing yeah. thing. Eto said, I don't like this, but I'll do this for Mourinho. And then a Cameroon manager made him do it at the World Cup, and Eto. Uh, through a shot, which shows, you know, Mourinho has his players, but yeah. if you're one of his players, you're likely to do some very special things for him. In 2013-14, he brought back Eto. In 2014-15, he brought back Drogba. And then this year, he brought back um, Zlatan. So I don't know who he's going to bring back next year. Lampard. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Maybe John Terry. Know. You never know. That would be Lampard. interesting. It's done, man. Uh, but anyway, we have a lot of questions to get through, guys, and they're really good. This yeah. Let's yeah. do it. I mean, let's, like, do it. let's do it. Let's 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 do it for the culture. We could be here this whole half, probably. First wait, question. Wait, 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 sorry, very quickly. Are these questions all from from Twitter or from like? They're all from they're all from Twitter, and they all came within the last few hours. So all right, okay. all right. From real football gods. Oh God. Why is Double H called Have Hope? He doesn't even give any hope for Leicester to beat Sevilla. <laughs> <laughs> is it there? There are two reasons why my name is Half Hope. The first reason is that I was I wanted to sign in to play Halo Two online back in the, the day, two thousand and four. I was I was to sign in as Hope, but some losers took the username Hope, so I tried to figure out another name to use. So therefore, I came up with the handle Half Hope as my username for Xbox Live for Halo Two. And since then, it's always stuck. And the second reason my name is Half Up is that it's an irony because I'm a pessimist at heart. So it's like, there you go. It's an irony. Can I ask, do you get unwanted attention from neo-Nazis? Um, no, actually, I don't, I don't think I do. Because you're going around the internet called Half Hope, which is HH. It has certain connotations on the internet. I'm wondering if you've got some neo-Nazis trying to be pally with you and they turn around and they hear a strong Nigerian accent and they're very shocked. <laughs> I've never actually, in all the six, seven years I've used that handle, I've never been approached by a neo-Nazi. No, That's, that's interesting because I remember when, I first, when, when we first had Carl on, I remember he called Double H Big H. And I was like, is he not calling him Double H because of Heil Hitler? But I never asked the question because yeah. I, I didn't want to bring that, it up. But that is, is, is that the reason? Yeah, that's why. I didn't want to really want to be on a uh, recording saying Double H 
<laughs> but now, now we have a reason, and now it's been explained as to why you're doing this. And now no, but, but, but you know, it's almost like that thing was like when you say um, Steve McQueen now, you think of the director, not the actor. You know. So now, when you, when, when you now say age, you think of half half hope, not high. <laughs> so, so are we reclaiming it? Yep. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> so. uh, it's like the N words. Um, it's a term of endearment. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys are. Uh, this is from at Board X Core. Um, Mark Clattenburg discussed now. Firstly, no, no, firstly, 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 I don't know how I feel about questions that say discuss or thoughts. Like, I'm not a jukebox. Like, you can't just put a coin in. Oh, no, no, like, no, ask no, a proper no, question, guys. Like, don't be so snobbish. Mark Clattenburg. Can't the guys say discuss? How do you feel about Jay-Z? Thoughts? Like, yeah, what's wrong, what's wrong with that, man? Come on, don't be so snobbish. I don't snobbish. know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I agree with Daniel. Yeah, but anyway, Mark Lattenberg, we will we will discuss it because I hadn't broached that subject before. But question formats, it's like Jeopardy, if you guys know about that. Yeah, yeah Mark, yeah. Mark Lattenberg, apparently he's back. He left for like three days and now he's back again. What? Yeah, I didn't know he was back. Yeah, um, I thought I thought he he made the deal. He signed the, the deal for Saudi Arabia to go. Yeah, and, and then I just read on Twitter that he's in the match day squads to referee next week or this week. Oh, so I have no idea well, what's going on. Yeah. It was like breaking news. Mark Clattenburg is back. He's returned. Oh, someone called the fatted calf. The prodigal son has returned. So I'm not exactly sure what that's uh, about. I, that's good. That's good for the league. He is one of the better. He's one. He's either the best or one of the better man referees in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, oh, oh his, his silly tattoo is notwithstanding. But yeah, yeah, you know, him going to Saudi Arabia was good for football in Saudi Arabia. Him being in the Premier League is good for the Premier League. Mm. I'm Carl, down for whatever. Carl, I have a question because we talked about this last week and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Do you think that there should be referee transfers? I say no, 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 right. no, no. All the referees in England are English or British, we'll <laughs> say. But do you think that it's fair that the best players come from all around the world, the best managers come from all around the world? But the referees are stuck being from one place. So there's a maybe a good referee that's in Luxembourg Zambia. that can't get a job in England. And that maybe the referees uh, should be able to move around the world. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that's true. I'm sure, I'm sure if you were a good enough referee, you could find your way to the Premier League if you wish. I don't think so. Um, I don't think just because you're Where born are in they? Luxembourg. Where are they? I wouldn't know the exact answer for that. I will investigate that, but I don't. I don't. I don't think there's anything that would disqualify. Well, no, well, well, no. Point being that who's a good player? All right, Belgium. We'll just take Belgium. Eden Hazard, mm-hmm. uh, Thibaut Courtois, Kevin De Bruyne, Marouane Fellaini. All these good Belgian players are in the Premier League. They could stay mm-hmm. in Belgium and play for Standard yeah. Liège or whomever, but they choose to come to the Premier League. What? So, what if there's a good referee in Belgium? And the yeah. Belgian league isn't as renowned or prestigious, prestigious as yeah. um, the Premier League. So how come there's no Belgian referees here? Well, the Belgian referee surely gets their chance by refereeing Europa League games and Champions League games. So yeah, 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 his... yeah. But but what if he wants to work in England? I don't think he can. I I, I honestly have no idea. If 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 that's not allowed, then I'll investigate and I will find out. But I think it should be all right. Okay. 
I um, think maybe it's, maybe it's something to do with uh, the fact you work for. I would imagine if you're not allowed to do it, it probably has something to do with the fact that you're registered to that country's football association. Oh, so so it's like once you referee a match in Belgium, you can't referee a match anywhere else. Yeah, I imagine it's because you're you're linked to that FA. So if you're on the English FA, you have problems going to the French FA because you need certain qualifications or whatever. Um, and also, there's a there's a stylistic difference in refereeing. There we go. Um, as, yeah, as we mentioned, as we mentioned during the Chelsea Arsenal game, when what Marcus Alonso's goal that concussed Hector Bellerin, that would have been a foul in Spain or Italy, but it wouldn't. Have, but it's not a foul in England. That's that's the exact discussion that we had last week. So you are he's one of us, Double H. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I think it's good that ref. Like, I, I don't want to see referee transfers because that's just getting that's just getting stupid now. If they're not, referee, the, and how would it work? Would there be certain clubs that go what if you're so if you're a club that has a particular like, has a, a strong French contingent, would you start lobbying the FA for more French referees? How would that work? Well, Spurs and Liverpool have a bunch of English referees. Do you think that helps them out? Possibly. I imagine two or three scenarios go their way, primarily because they have English referees. Um, Carl Walker's push against Raheem Sterling, hmm. that wasn't a penalty in the Manchester City Spurs game. Yeah, yeah. I if that was in Europe, that would have been a penalty. If that was a, yeah, a, a foreign referee, that would most likely be a penalty. You know, I always think about that in relation to if you have a, a captain whose first language is in English, how how does that affect mm. relation? So let's say Arsenal are playing Chelsea, and the Arsenal captain is Laurent Koscielny, and the Chelsea captain is John Terry. John Terry should, in theory, be able to communicate better with an English referee than Laurent Koscielny can, just because of the language. So does that give him an advantage if there's a fifty-fifty challenge? And maybe the ref's going to pull the card and maybe John Terry says something that Lauren Koscielny wouldn't think of that spares Chelsea a booking. Does that affect anything? And that you kind of have um, language privilege? Language? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Arsenal scored. Oh, did they? Yeah. It's, it's the charisma vacuum. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, to answer your question, now uh, we know for a fact that certain captains in rugby have particularly effective styles when it comes to talking to referees and therefore that allows their team certain advantages. So Richie McGraw was very, very good at basically cheating. He was just very good at getting the referees here. And we also know that in Wales, Sam Warburton is probably the best captain in the Northern Hemisphere because he's just very good at pointing out certain things to referee. But to say that John Terry, because he's a native English speaker, has more of an advantage than, say, Lauren Koscielny, who I would imagine is more eloquent. Koscielny, <laughs> eloquent. I wouldn't dare come at me. Koscielny probably is more eloquent speaking English than John Terry. A rock is more eloquent than John John Terry. The reason I use that example is because I think Koscielny looks like the French John Terry. So Very good point. Uh, they look similar. Just one's French and one's English. Your Gary looks like the French. Hang on, hang on. Oh, what Sutton was scored? Yeah, uh, I'd say that there probably is an effect. I mean, do you guys, do you guys remember my, when Carl said he wouldn't I, ruin it? But now he is. I support Manchester United, so I know for a fact we've gotten away with certain things because our captain, our football team, likes to swamp the referee for big decisions on the thirty years. So I can't say it doesn't happen. It does, um, and that's my, That's all I have to say about that. 
Next question. We've come to the troll section. Troll section? Well, You'll know who this is. Oh, God. <laughs> at Talking Tactics from at Tour de Force. Why hasn't Robin ever been on Ballon d'Or podium? Why don't his peers rate him? Because there has been no point where a team Robin plays for is a quote-unquote Robin team, if that makes sense. So the this Bayern team has always belonged to Ribery over Robin. Even so, even when Robin was having great years for Bayern, Ribery was still better than him. And even when Robin was doing well at Real Madrid, he was he wasn't even the best Dutch person at Real Madrid, for example. Uh, Robin's best year was 2010, the World Cup year, and even then there was a better Dutch person by the name of Wesley Schneider, and that's why. He was pretty good in 2013, though. Well, Ribery was better. Ribery should have won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, for sure. Yeah, I maintain mean, yeah. I mean, that. But again, you see, any time Robin was good. He wasn't the best player on that team, so how could he be up for the Ballon d'Or? What about the 2014 World Cup? Like, ooh, that should have been a goal. Damn it. What about the 2014 World Cup? Uh, Holland had no business being in the last four other than what Iron Robin did. So you maybe. Think Robin, you think Robin was the reason they got to the semi final? For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm like, say, I didn't say he was, was the only reason, but he was a primary reason. One of the main uh, reasons, well, for sure. Him, well, Van Persie played well. Depay played well. None. Uh, I know Robin throughout. I mean, remember, Van Persie only played well like in the first or second game. All throughout, Robin was the, the key linchpin. Remember that game against Mexico? People will say, oh, he dived, he dived, he dived. No, man, he won them that penalty. In that <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Double H. How did he win them the penalty? By winning them the penalty, by his faint... <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even fix your lips to say dive, can you? No, 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 no. He, he, he won the penalty through his... his that was not a dive. I'm sure he's still persona non grata in Mexico. There's no way he's allowed anywhere near Oh, Mexico. look, man, those Mexicans, I mean, look. They... Whoa, they okay. Look. You finish whoa, that whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Trump. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I finish? Those Mexicans are some of the nicest, most beautiful people I've ever met in my entire life. That's and better. I do believe that they were on the unlock because I want to. I, I thought Mexico played amazing and they deserve to win the game. But Robin is Robin, you know. Aryan Robin, he's the Dutch killer. He's the Dutch sniper. So all right. So I, I think Carl gave you a good answer there. Is Pirlo's one-dimensional game and lack of athletic ability the reason why he isn't rated as highly as Gerard or even Fabregas? Oh, this is a silly question, isn't it? <laughs> like, you know, you know, I, I refuse to answer this question for it. This person's, already had a, this person's already had one question this podcast. Yeah, true, you. true. You only allowed one question. That's does does, does Perlo's one-dimensional ability and lack of... That, no, first of all, watch Perlo from, <laughs> from a decade ago and see he was quite the box-to-box midfielder. Like, you're, you're talking out your bottom. So, next question. Yeah, stupid. stupid your stupid. question is rooted in a falsehood, so you don't get an answer. When Zidane wins La Liga and maybe even the Champions League, can the haters like Abdul, Andrew, and Daniel finally admit that Zidane is a god? <laughs> ah, I, I told you guys this is the troll section. I'm never going to admit that Zidane is god because that's blasphemy. And on the off chance that uh, god is real, I'm not doing that. What Daniel said, I agree. Zidane is a very lucky coach and he's a very good coach. And uh, he will most likely win La Liga and probably get very close to retaining the Champions League. Good for him. I mean, no, no. If if Zidane wins La Liga, we have to put him in that very rare echelon alongside Beckenbauer. 
because he's one of the greatest football players of all time, having won the Champions League and possibly a league title as a manager, very rare, very, very rare. Just wait until he wins France, like the 2026 World Cup or something, and then ah, we'll yes. be in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll talk. We'll talk when he wins a national trophy. Yeah, 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 we'll talk then. All right. So that was back to more singing questions. Why hasn't a team? And this is from Red Devilology. Last one was from Real Foot God. Um, why hasn't a team with Zlatan as its main striker won the Champions League? Well, because the thing about Ibrahimovic, I'm not sure that Carl will, will know a lot about this. Watching Man United is that Ibrahimovic is a very talented striker, and I've always said that he, he's talented, and he will probably go down as having the best goals repertoire of any individual striker in history. But when Ibrahimovic is in a team, the whole team has to play for him. He literally molds this this team into his image and the manager is forced to build his, the team into his image. And it's very good for a league campaign, but not so good in a cup competition, especially in an elite cup competition like the Champions League. So Ibrahimovic will get you those goals against Crotone, Bologna, um, against these like riffraff teams, and and we occasionally give you a a a, a key goal there, but like a hat trick against San Etienne, friends. Yeah, there you go. So, so we're up, up against much more elite. Yeah, teams. No, no. Do you know he has more goals against Saint Etienne than any other team? I think he has like yeah. sixteen or seventeen goals against yeah. one team. That is that is correct. Basically, <gasps> please let it be so. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you call. You call <laughs> All right. No. Okay. But anyway, like, Ibrahimovic has that many goals against Senatien. If you look at someone like Drogba, he has that many goals against Arsenal. Like, there's a difference. <laughs> like, the, the golfing class, like, it's it's why like I, I rate Ibrahimovic like his technical ability for how big he is etc. But like the goals he scores because he scored them a lot of them in league. Uh, I can't rate him as highly as I do other strikers, and that reason informs why he's never won the Champions League. It's just you, you you're not gonna get to play against Guillaume Camp or all these <laughs> just just Mickey Mouse teams. Like you, you have to do it against. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. And I don't think his game, like you guys say, the one-dimensionality of it, that's a word, I don't think it works. You have to have a bit more movement when you're playing in the Champions League, especially in the knockout stage. Hence why once Mourinho did a season that Mourinho took out Ibrahimovic, brought in Melito, who had more movement in his team, <coughs> they won their treble. So, interesting point. I, I want to... I wanna... Put a little caveat on what you're saying. I, I feel as if we're almost describing Zatlan as a flat track bully when he's not. He's far too, he's more than just a flat track bully. How, okay, okay. How many goals has he scored this season? 23, I believe. Maybe 26. How many? No, no, 26. That's a lie. In all competitions, it might all be competitions. somewhere. I'm around. saying all competitions. I'm not talking league goals. I mean, and all, all, all who and what big teams, other than I believe Liverpool, has he scored against? Oh, that's a really good point. Manchester City. I remember he he did score in the derby. So he scored against City and he scored against Liverpool. All the other yeah. games are like Swansea City. I think he scored a couple against West Ham, Everton. Oh. Like it's not like he's scoring against like a lot of great goals Almost. against good teams. And the Premier League has its fair share of good teams. Yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, yeah, there, there's, there's merit to what you're saying. I just don't want us to go too far and say, I, I, I don't want us to go too far. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's Lukaku or anything like that, but. <laughs> Fair enough. He's not, he's still one of the top seven strikers in the world. I, I think there, there is definitely a reason why you, a team, he's never won a Champions League. He's a bit of a black hole in regards to the final third. It's a bit similar to how when Rain Rooney scores more than, when Rain Rooney's your top scorer, Manchester United don't win the league. You know what? It's 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 like whenever I play Call of Duty or if I play Battlefield, like I'm very bad. But if I'm the <laughs> but if I'm the best player in my squad, yeah. it's not good because that means we were horrible, yeah. right? Like <laughs> there is no reason why I should see my name at the top of the list because that means like yeah. we just got blown out essentially. <laughs> I, there's no way I should be number one. Next question. This is from Sam Bradley at Fly to Me Review at Talking Tactics. Would Wenger actually go to another Premier League club? If yes, which? Never. But if he would, he'd probably go to a small... He'd probably end up somewhere like Bournemouth. Or like... No, no, I said maybe like Everton. Something like Everton. Yeah, but he would. Like, but if he did, he'd go somewhere no, that has a family spirit no and a good youth system. No chance he's going to another Premier League club. Like, you can say all he wants about Wenger. He has decency within him, and he would never do that to Arsenal by going to another Premier League team. So if, if he leaves, he's leaving the, the country, for sure. You think he's going to Barcelona? I think it would work. I thought it was PSG, but basically, you know what? They'll win the, the league this season. I think Wenger could replace Emery. Okay. Do I the wouldn't mind Wenger Munich. Don't you guys think he's a bit old to be doing the everyday kind of management? Shouldn't he be looking at international teams? Like a, a French Del Bosque or something like that. Damn, yeah. man. Oh, sorry. Sutton had a yeah. half chance. But yeah, I, I I think he should look at France. Is Deschamps really going to win you a trophy? No. Absolutely not. I mean, he, he came... He came cl- Gignac hit the bar. Oh, he hit the post, rather. But he threw it away. He threw it away. He probably should have won the Euros and he threw it away. Martial's face when... Uh, <laughs> And their squad said it all. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Marshall has had the same expression for like the last 10 years, man. His expression never changes. I love that boy. Love that boy. It's, it's why he's so good. Because he has that French, I don't give a attitude. Yeah. And it's so strong. <laughs> like, and, he's, and Marshall is very good. The guy is, is a Yeah, like the, the moment is never too big for a person with that attitude. A few more questions left. Can you discuss Mourinho's progression with Manchester United in comparison to Van Gaal and Moyes? That seems like a question for Carl. Uh, Moyes was utterly clueless and had no idea what was going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Damn. <laughs> utterly clueless. Okay, so... Let me finish, man. No, fair enough, finish then. Okay. The Moyes story you really have to know was when he gets to Manchester United after a game... He goes up to Rio Ferdinand and goes, hey, Rio, I've come up with some videos for you to watch so you can improve your defending. And then he hands Rio Ferdinand a video of Phil Jagielka. Even if Moyes had a point and said, and Rio did have some things he could pick off, off of Jagielka, that is a very silly thing to do. You are critically undermining your position with a key member of your squad. And if you read, I mean, if you, the description of Moyes when Ferguson said he was getting the job, he goes, all the color drained from my face when he told me. He was painting me out of his depth from day one. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, things turned south pretty quickly, especially after that Fulham game. Never had a summer. Never had a summer. He never had a summer. 
you know, he, he was hard done by, he didn't have the best circumstances, but he uh, he wasn't the right man for the job. Van Gaal, the Van Gaal one was interesting. I like I, The thing about Van Gaal was I could kind of see what he was trying to do. There was a method to his bizarre methodology. Um, I still think Van Gaal was probably let down by how bad Rahul was. I think Van Gaal's system very much needed a ball-playing centre-back. And when we, they should have got someone who's very comfortable on the ball, they got Rojo. So then Van Gaal had to persist with that weird three at the back system for his first season. And then we had the diamond and then whatever, whatever, whatever. And he essentially, he couldn't trust some of his personnel. And that's why we played in that weird, stodgy way. Can someone uh, explain why Alexis is on the pitch? I don't have no idea. The guy likes to run. Uh, but Marino, Marino, again, Manchester United to me feel a lot like AC Milan after the Berlusconi money ran out. <laughs> the aura, the aura is gone. We can, we can still, we can, we st- the aura is gone. We can still throw around some money, but it just comes across there's as no impotent. There's, there's no class. No one yeah. wants to come, it yeah. feels a bit impotent swinging, if that makes sense. Damn. But, but you know, we'll probably win a trophy this season, and Mourinho will probably get three hundred million, and we'll probably finish fourth next season. So mm. maybe it'll work. Is it worth it? I have no idea. But I'm I'm enjoying watching us play football again, which is something I didn't in the last three seasons. At Talking Tactics, Klopp is overrated. Discuss. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not talking about. I don't. I don't. We don't use the word. We don't use the old word here. Remember? Oh yeah. Um, we don't use the old word here. Also, also, I don't think Klopp is overrated. I think Liverpool's squad is overrated. Liverpool's squad has Liverpool's squad has overachieved, and you should bear that in wait, mind. Wait, wait, see, see, you say squad. Liverpool don't have a squad. They have a very good first team. They don't, they don't have a exactly, exactly. They've overachieved. Yeah, yeah but that's that's it's the point. I think people squad. overestimate what that Liverpool squad should be doing. Therefore, yes. Klopp not achieving the lofty expectation that an unrealistic expectation makes makes people use overrated frauds. Yes. Etc. No, those guys are just talking out of out of out of their 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 rear end, man. It's so. it's always expectation is the root of all heartache. If you expect something that's unrealistic and you don't get it, you're gonna be angry. This is also from the Hebrew Israel. Is that Hebrew Whoa. Israelite? Have you met these people? Are they in England? The Hebrew Israelites? I can't say I have. They take the Bible out of crazy kind. Like basically, everyone in the Bible is black. <laughs> oh, wow. Lovely. It's pretty insane. And if you're stuck with them on public transport, uh, good luck. Um, but anyway, <laughs> his question What would it take for English teams to be dominant in Europe again? Discuss. <laughs> um, it's going to happen. The next three years. You know what? I, I, I wrote an article about this maybe last year. Cycles, man. It's all about cycles. Right. Because cycles. Yeah, that's dismissed. It's the nature of European football is cyclical. Number one. Yeah. And number two, English teams have sold Iron Robin to Real Madrid. They sold Suarez to Barcelona, <laughs> Bale to Real Madrid, uh, Mascherano to Barcelona. They've sold a lot of their top talent or talent that's eventually found its way to Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, or Barcelona. Yeah. So, so first, if you're not keeping the limited numbers of world-class players that do exist – you're going to give other leagues and other teams kind of preeminence in European football. But the nature of it suggests that I think there were eight English teams in, I think, a 10-year period in European finals, although like Manchester United did play Chelsea, so that inflated the numbers a bit. 
But after a while, especially when Messi and Ronaldo hit their decline, and you can say that we're witnessing that now, English teams, especially with the managers that are in the league now, there's going to be a resurgence within the next, I'd say, three or four seasons. That's kind of inescapable. Especially with the managers. Could probably be a point where Mourinho, Pep, Klopp, and one other will be representing England's coefficient. Conte, Conte as well. Yeah, yeah, and Conte. So, like the English period of dominance will be coming very soon. Right. What I didn't factor into the article that I wrote, I probably need to go read it back that way I can refresh myself on what I thought at the time. But the money, I don't think I mentioned money, but the Premier League has this kind of a well that will never run out, in my opinion, because of the the brilliant of how the league is marketed, which is, I mean, I could root it in colonization if I wanted to, but let's not go there. But Yes, the, colonization, yes. <laughs> but it, the English football is so well-known because English is so well-known that people have an affinity for the league. And as soon as money came into it, there was no way that the Premier League was going to ever fail because there's just so many global markets that they can dip their hands into and get money from, which is eventually going to translate to better players better facilities, better managers, etc. Well, so what do they need? Just time. You guys want to go? No, you said everything. Everything that everything that needs to be said. All right. So, three more questions and we'll Damn. get out of here. Yeah, there was some there's a lot of good questions. These are a bit easy from Fab Pacino, frequent question giver. Uh, who would you rather have in your team? He gives us some pretty good ones. Inform Di Maria or inform bail? I think inform Di Maria for me. Inform in, Di Maria. Inform in bail. Woo! Okay, explain yourself. Um, as much as I love Di Maria, and Di Maria is easily the better for baller, Bill is just way more effective. Within a game, Bill can give me more in chance creation, scoring goals out of nothing than Di Maria. So again, this is not about who is better at football. It's about who would I rather have in my, in my team. And Bill can do more for me to change a game more times within a game than what Di Maria can, can do. And the key thing, them both being in form and inform Bill is just much more effective for my team. You know what? I think Bale, the way he plays, is almost always in form, in a sense, that all he has to do is be fit. And that is his being in form because his main threat is pace and some might argue aerial ability, right? Yeah, not, not necessarily for me. Like, very good in the air. Right. Very good in the air. Right. So, 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 so that's all. You, if, if being in form for him is just being able to run fast and jump, and he's an effective weapon. No, no, no. There's more to build on that. Like, you're, you're looking at is the Is he guy brilliant technically? Everywhere. Would you call him a brilliant technical footballer? I wouldn't. No, no, no. no, no but I'm saying that it's about, first of all, crossing ability finding spaces, creating shots for from himself, his shooting ability, free kick ability, setting up other players, making the right kind of pass. All these uh, kinds of yeah, things. But th- why th- those are effective. all things that I think Di Maria does and does better. Other than being fast and being able to jump. Di Maria can do more with the ball at his feet, which makes me think an informed Di Maria can affect the game easier and more effectively. Bill's shooting from long range is better than Di Maria's. This is true, but I would still take Di Maria. If I'm being objective. This dude is eating on the bench, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Double H. But the the, the Sutton goalkeeper, he's just 
having a pie. Oh, is, is he? he? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's my hero, bro. Like, be fat, own it. I know who I am. All right, but yeah, I, I what my yeah my point was gonna be, if you have a counterattacking team, you want informed bail. If you want to have a possession oriented team, you probably want informed Di Maria, right? Mm. Yeah. Next question. All right, we have two more, and uh, these are these are pretty good. So, this is from Abdul. Arsenal's Invincibles are the most overrated team in the 21st century. Discuss. No. You used the old words. Do you guys think that they are correctly evaluated in the yeah, kind of I mean, annals of football history just because they went unbeaten? No, because you know, like every single time that they are mentioned, they're mentioned based on what they did domestically. They're never mentioned in the same breath as Guardiola's Barcelona, Mourinho's. They didn't score the that, most goals ever. They didn't have the most points ever. All and, they did and, and they're never was mentioned go unbeaten. As Guardiola's Barcelona, Mourinho's Inter Milan, or... Heinkes' ban, me, me, they never mentioned in the breaths of those players. So really, they are rated in the probably eye. What they did domestically was amazing. And okay. they were a very good team, but they never got to that Champions League final. They got okay, beaten okay, by Chelsea. Okay, but, okay, didn't Allegri or was it Conte go unbeaten with um, Juventus? Not through a whole season. Yes, they, a whole domestic season. Juventus were invincible in Serie A. Is that the best team in Serie A history? Well, yeah, true. Yeah, they did, but also, Premier League is a lot oh, harder. Yeah, than yeah. yeah they, Conte's Juventus went undefeated in 2011-2012. So that's the greatest team in Serie A history? Nah. No. I, no, no the, the, the 90s didn't just disappear all of a sudden. No, 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 no. Key points. Premier League is a lot harder than this Serie A. That's it. Premier League is the hardest league in the world. That's just if, a fact. No, no, that doesn't matter. Yes, so, it, yeah, of course it does. Because because, it's because, because, of, okay, oh. that, that Juventus team could have never played in the Premier League. So what does the Premier League being harder have to do with the, judging each team on its own merits? He's not wrong. Um, if a league is more difficult... It doesn't matter if it's more difficult. Every through. Serie A team has to play in Serie A for the past however long the league existed. No, 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 no but still... The, the, the point they all league. play the same teams. It's not like Juventus got a different schedule than everyone else. The, but the points I but am the, making... But nobody says they're the greatest Serie A team. But the points I am making for the third time <laughs> is that the Premier League is so far based on how the teams play. Syria so, is still... Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I take that point Syria... and I tell you that Chelsea the next year got more points. Um, wait, 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 let me quick. Can I just finish my, 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 my points, please? Let me just please finish my, my points. For the fourth time, the Premier League mm-hmm. is the hardest league because of the way that the teams play, which makes it very difficult to go through a whole season unbeaten. Okay. Syria may play better te- technical football, but the way that the teams play means that, as Conte himself said, if you're winning 1-0 with 15 minutes to go, you win the game. But in the Premier League, which is what Conte said, if you're winning 1-0 with 15 minutes to go, you don't necessarily win the game because the Premier League is the one league where with 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 ten minutes to go, if you're winning one one zero, the game can still turn up with you losing two one. That is not filibustering. You really are. <laughs> I mean, I, I I rate you for it. This is, this is such a no. It's it, it, it's a point. It's a great point in that Syria might be easier to go unbeaten, right? But not every team does it, and every team in Syria has the chance to play in Syria. If the measure of playing in the league is 
winning it the best, then surely we use points to determine that. And the team with the most points happened the next season, and they only lost one match. So Chelsea got 95 points. Arsenal got 90. So who played better? Arsenal had like 12 draws. There was a point near the end of that season where Arsenal were were very happy to get a draw. Deliberately going for draws. Also, let's say that next season, Newcastle come up from the championship and they decide we're not going to let in any goals ever, right? So they keep 38 clean sheets, but they score no goals. Technically, they would have gone unbeaten. And what does the age-old adage say? You need 40 points to be safe. You could get relegated and be invincible. So how important is it really? (laughs) You could get 38 points, not reach 40, be unbeaten with 38 draws, be invincible in air quotes, and still get relegated. So how important is an unbeaten streak? Taking points into consideration because that's how we judge leagues. So that's why I think Arsenal are an overrated team in that sense. We'll never really agree on this. So look, it's a mute also, question. also. Next question. No, one, one last point, and then we'll get to Paul's question last. Conveniently, because he's a Manchester United writer, they didn't even beat every team. They drew twice with Manchester United. It didn't. Sorry, it annoys me. Um, all right, this is a good way to end. Paul at United Rancast, who was a previous guest um, on Talking Tactics. What player, not currently playing for the team you support domestically or internationally, do you most love? Not enjoy watching the most or think is the best, but just like feel really warm towards. Who who makes your heart jump for a team that you don't support? Marcelo. Marcelo. Any reasons why? Literally, he just... I mean, it's it's kind of self-explanatory, but if you want to explain more. Oh, no, I think he just plays for football in a very pure, raw, enjoyable way. Mm. You know, and it just seems like if he's just he, he literally just is enjoying himself playing football in the pure streets. Let's just take the ball and just really have fun with it. So yeah, he's definitely my most favorite bromantic player. Kante, I think, is phenomenal. Hmm. And I, I I want that man to get all the accolades in the world. And I want that guy to get a Champions League medal, maybe four. And he um, looks very African as as well. So he looks he's, he's I, I know I shouldn't say this, but he's one of the most African-looking men I've ever seen. No, no, no. He's, wait, wait, what did you should have said? He looks extremely African. Like, which is what, what makes it so interesting is that the guy looks very African. As like, basically, growing up in Nigeria, he looks like a lot of guys that I knew back in Nigeria. I, I hope that makes sense to people that are listening. You understand was, exactly what I was saying. Was described Kante, in, in, he said, Kante looks like one of those guys who comes to England and then he just... <laughs> to work and he sends all his money back home. No friends, <laughs> no family, just graphs, sends money back home. And that's true. He said that's how he said that's how Kante runs. He just he just stays at Western Union and tireless Western Union style running. Um yeah, I love him. I love him. I also love Thomas Muller. I think Thomas Muller is really interesting because if there is if another football player emerges that's like Thomas Muller, then Thomas Muller is one of the, like a game-changing footballer. If Tom, if a, if no footballer comes out that's like Thomas Muller, then Thomas Muller was a complete one-off, which makes him even more special. Actually, uh, I, actually yeah. can I name two more? Let me just name two more. I'm going to throw in um, Robin because he's a selfish bastard, and I love his 
<laughs> single-minded, individualistic, FU, I'm not going to pass approach. And Bart Simpson, a.k.a. Lamb, because of his model of consistency. And yes, he is the best right back of all time. All right, then. Danny, yours? The Sutton goalkeeper? Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know his name. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think I, I like Marcelo in the way that you say. Like, he just... He just seems like he's from the streets, and he just brings it to Real Madrid. Like he plays left back, kinda. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you guys put me here, but you know, I don't obey anything that you tell me to do. Like you can't put Marcelo in a box. Arsenal won. That's unfortunate. Oh. Invasion. Here we go. I don't understand. Like, is this is this like a common thing? Pitch invasions. Actually, yeah. actually, it's very much like what happens in the states when. A college basketball team gets upset and they just flood the floor. Uh, yeah, I think I think Marcelo is my answer. I think we we might have talked about this in like our first or second podcast. That Marcelo is one of my favorite footballers that doesn't play for Chelsea. So it's probably my answer, Paul. If I had to answer your question, you guys got anything else you want to get through? Nah, man. Just everyone stay healthy, stay true, and um, Trump. Man, that guy's press conference, my God in heaven, man. Jeez. My word. That was, that was, boy. Box office, man. Box yeah, office. Yeah, I, I had one tweet and like, I, I'm, it, I realized why I never wanted to write about politics, like for a website. Because it wasn't even like a crazy response, but the response that it was, like I had to block so many people. You know what? I forgot right. to say, like, this is the Talking Tactics Podcast at the beginning. I just clicked the record button. Uh, but, yeah, this is the Talking Tactics Podcast. We do this every Tuesday. You can follow us on Twitter at Talking Tactics. You can follow us on Facebook, Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics. Do follow the SoundCloud page. Um, that will help us out a lot. Um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, click like, um, and that will help us out as well. Like, share, like, like. share it with your friends. If you know anybody yeah, sure, who sure. likes football discussions, Share if it's five star, anything well. less than five star means that you're a loser. Great reminder, Double H. If you're on iTunes, give us a review and we'll read it on the show if you like it. Five stars only. Um, I'm, I, I'd, I'd like to plug life. Plug life. So. Um, yeah, this is Talking Tactics Podcast. Yeah, sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. But always, always football. Later, humanites. Stay black, stay black, stay black. Podcast Network.